Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Thank you so much for downloading the Holderness Family Podcast. You always look at me when I do podcasts. I just think it's like, a, it's a lot. So I'm okay with like being a little over the top and cheesy, kind of like one of our most recent reviews. This is a reminder to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We love it when you say something, especially when it's something like uh, Holder Yes, that was in the subject line one time, which I love because it makes me laugh from uh, Newberry Blueberry. You want to read that one? Real people, real couple, real marriage, really good info. Just discovered this and looking forward to listening to past episodes like I'm anticipating your needs for info and laugh. Love it. Holder, yes. Wow. No, this is that's not going to work, is it? No. We're not doing that. I'm that's anticipating your needs uh, was a fun podcast. Not, I mean, I'm not going to say like fun, but it was it was I thought it was fun. Yeah. Uh, we kind of went through how we help each other when times get tough. And there have been some tough times recently. Anywho, as a reminder, we're doing bonus episodes recapping our time on The Amazing Race. And those will drop every Thursday. Um, this past week, we got a lot of phone calls and questions about the race, especially about the 19 month hiatus. So we're going to try to answer those in our bonus episodes. So as just to let you know, we're on season 33 of The Amazing Race that airs Wednesday evening on CPS at 9 p.m. And by the next day we record them. We do have to let CBS listen to get their approval so that we're not spoiling anything. But if you'd like to call us and ask us a general question, even non-Amazing Race related, that'd be ideal. 323 364 Three nine two nine, and that's not like your phone number. It's no. it, it'll be like a message saying, "Hey, it's Penn and Kim. Hey, do you want to say something?" And then you leave a message, and then we put you on our podcast. Sometimes, yes, I know phones are weird. Phones yeah. are weird, and I and we have a lot of messages saying, "Can I just text that number?" Right. I'm. I hear you. I'm more of a texter. I'm not so much of like a phone. You can, but this whole the whole point of this is to get more of you I don't guys. Think you can text the number. And oh, I'm just saying. Okay, but you can like DM us. 
on Facebook or whatever, or on the gram. He doesn't check. Listen, those. we're going to move on because yes. uh, so this is. Uh, I want to call this a special episode because last week we had Ian Morgan Cron on, and he's an Enneagram expert. He's a therapist. He is incredibly good at getting to the core of us uh, in a very direct, positive, and very interesting way. So we we split our interview with him into two parts. Last week, if you didn't hear it, was largely based on my Enneagram type and some of the things that I've been doing that have limited my life story and things that I should do to help complete my life story in the way that I want to. He thinks that uh, that every Enneagram is a story that has some some aspects of it, like your Enneagram type sort of limits you and limits your ability to live your life story. And so it's a positive way to fix it. So anyway, today is more about Kim. Today is part two of our interview with Ian Morgan Cron. Well, in this episode, we actually do cover all of the Enneagram types, yes. which I mean, if we we're better at this, we should have done in the first episode. We're not better at this. We're not better at this. And it gets a little personal. There may have been some tears. You know how sometimes, so I'm a crier. I cry. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I'm just a crier. But sometimes when somebody just like nails a question to you or like it just lands and it just lands yeah. and it's like I, other people probably process that with some quiet reflection. I just start crying. So um, it doesn't last long. You're not like a long crier. You cry and then it's fairly intense and then you just continue on with your talking. No, it's when crazy. I'm, when I'm mad, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not taking it as a character flaw because I have too many of those. So I can't add crying to that. But when I'm angry, I cry. When I'm happy, I, cry. I just I cry. Anyway, yeah. as a reminder, Ian Morgan Cron is a champion of Enneagram and bestselling author of the popular Enneagram book, The Road Back to You. He has written a new book titled The Story of You, a practical guide to rethinking your story and using the Enneagram to change it. He hopes to free your mind of the self-defeating messages you learned in childhood. Yeah, and the Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system. It identifies nine types of people and how they relate to one another and the world. It is a powerful tool for understanding why we behave the way we do and how our personalities are powerfully influenced by our motivations. So Kron explains step-by-step step how each Enneagram type can find happiness by understanding their origin story, harnessing their type strengths, acknowledging their weaknesses, and creating space for a better life-giving story. He does all of this in his new book called the story of you where I mean, he's written a lot of books about Enneagrams, but this one is where he, he tells you that really your Enneagram is part of a story. And I like that. I like storytelling. I relate to this one the most. And I think that's probably why we both got really shook with our interview with Ian Morgan Cron, which continues right now. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to frame them out as stories versus personality Perfect. types. And, yeah. And that's the you theme know, really, of your new book, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also remember this, that, 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 you know, there's this great quote by the author, Patrick Rothfuss, that I love. He says, it's like everyone tells a story about themselves inside their own head, always, all the time. That story makes you what you are. We build ourselves out of this story. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your personality really is a, is a product of the story you tell yourselves about who you are and how the world works. So by the way, then if you change your story, your personality will become healthy and more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right. As a result. Okay. Ones are called the improvers. The, the, the story of the one centers around this mistaken belief that, uh, that in order to win love and to be of value in the world, that they have to perfect themselves, others in the world. 
right? And that they have to be good or they can't be loved. And they have to avoid judgment and blame and criticism pretty much at all costs. Also, just want to add, they are so wanting to improve things that they actually shouted out to Ian enough that he ended up changing the name from perfectionist <laughs> oh my to gosh. improver. Oh, that is absolutely true. I, I did. I and like- if I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every uh, improver that has thanked me for changing the name, I would be Jeff Bezos. I kid you not. I- you got one of them right here. Well, it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if you read the entire paragraph once they like, I don't think you got past the word because they give the you the, they give you the result. Block. It says perfectionist. And then there's like a couple of pages about it. She just couldn't read it because she was just staring at that word in the top. So this is it's it's definitely an improvement. Sorry, we should let her get to number two. Yes. OK, number okay. two. So so twos are called the helpers. These folks, when they're in a good space are giving, they're supportive, they're servant hearted people who just desperately want to be liked and appreciated. Now we all want to be liked and appreciated, but twos really want to be liked and appreciated. Okay. So people inhabiting the fiction of the helper unconsciously believe they can't be loved for who they are, but only for what they do for other people. Mm. And so it makes sense then that, you know, disowning their own needs and helping others becomes their strategy for gaining love and approval. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what happens. That story helped that little to make sense of the world as a little person. It got them their It got their needs met. Right. right. People all went, oh, good proof and good helper. Good helper. Right. But when you drag that story into adulthood and you continue to live in it, you just become a codependent mess. Right. And it's going to cause all kinds of problems in your life. All right. Mm-hmm. Threes. Threes are, are, are called the performers and threes are goal driven. They're goal crushing machines. They're image conscious and they're accomplishment focused people whose dominant story is based on the mistaken notion that being successful and avoiding failure at all costs is the only way, the only pathway to being valued and loved. I th- right? in reading this, I, figured, I thought I was a three. Yeah. In reading this, mm-hmm. but then literally everything I read and everything you present, I'm a hundred percent a one. But because I don't want to be a one, I thought I was a three. That's exactly why you're a one. <laughs> but I, I just, <laughs> but everything I read about the three, I'm like, oh, that's me, a like goal oriented, check, check, check. But anyway, continue. Do you think that's what you want to be? I, we'll, we'll continue. Oh, I, I thought I got to, I thought I hit a deep nerve there. Maybe not. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. But, but, you know, here's the thing. You know, threes and ones have lots of similar traits, but what drives their behavior, the motivation is very different. Right. You know, you know, for, for you, I would say that you, you have a big drive for excellence, doing things correctly, being responsible, being dependable, uh, doing things right the first time. Uh, now, at the same time, what's driving that is your is your desire to be good, to really be good. The the three's desire to do that is is in order to be admired. Okay. So, do you see the difference yeah. in the motivation? Yeah, very different. Okay, so fours. I'm a four. We call them the romantics, creative, sensitive, image not not image conscious at all. They're they're temperamental and they can be emotionally intense people <laughs> who. Broken story really revolves around the misguided idea that they're missing something crucial inside. And until they regain it, they will never be loved and understand or feel whole and welcome in the world. And so they become addicted to their own suffering and they 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 seek to shore up this sort of shaky self-image and achieve belonging by appearing unique and special. Do you feel like addicts, I, so you, in the description of four, and we have, as Penn has admitted here, and then other people in our life, there, we know a lot of addicts. We know some addicts. We know some addicts. But, and you, you describe every single addict I know. Do you feel like, are addicts all kind of all over the Enneagram, or does that, or do you find that there are a lot of fours? I, listen, they're all over the Enneagram. Okay. Partly because I think addictions are also genetic. Yeah. I do believe there's a genetic component. I believe that all um, addictions at their core are responses to trauma. Yeah. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. Right. Correct. Yeah. So any type can have trauma. Let's, let's just face this. All of us are recovering children. <laughs> all of us. All of us. Right. Yeah. And, and so we all have trauma. Now, some of us have little T trauma and some of us have capital T trauma. Right. And so but all of us uh, organize our lives in many ways around avoiding pain and, uh, and, and unresolved trauma. Yeah. So any number can be any, an addict. Okay. But I do see I do see a lot of ones. Oh, oh, I do yeah. see 
I see a lot of ones. I see a lot of fours. I see a lot of sevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see a lot of nines. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, don't know. No, they're all but, over the place. Anyway, sorry to derail you. So four. Okay. Got it. Okay. So you want to go to fives? Yes, let's do it. Okay. They're called the investigators. They're private, highly observant, analytical, and they're also emotionally distant people. Their story centers around the idea that the world is intrusive and, and makes more demands on them than they can meet, particularly in the relational sphere. So fives protect themselves against intrusion by reducing their own needs, by observing rather than participating in life and gaining lots and lots of knowledge to fend off feelings of inadequacy. Can I say I'm a I have a weird attraction to fives, like a Mm. weird I'm drawn to fives because I love like just a unique opposite perspective. I also like always try to cheer them up and it never works. Well, I mean, now fives can be, I mean, very cheery people, but what you may be responding to is their introversion. You are an extra, you're an extraordinary extrovert. Yeah. You might interpret introversion as melancholy or sadness. If you want to cheer anybody up, you need to cheer up a four. You know what I mean? Okay. Like fours would gotcha. be more of a yeah, challenge. He has an assignment now. He's going to be calling uh, you and sending you funny I, memes. I shouldn't say that's like my main goal. I love asking questions to fives. I just love getting inside their brains. I think that's one of the big things. Yeah. Yes. And that makes sense because sevens just love new and fascinating ideas. Squirrel. And and fives have tons of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're constantly aggregating all this information and they have. And when you ask them about it, they won't stop talking about it. Yeah. So sevens love that. Yeah. Sevens love it. Um, so sixes. Oh, gosh. The loyalists, they're warm, trustworthy. They're questioning and they're very anxious people. Their story revolves around the idea that the world is a very, very dangerous, unpredictable and chaotic place place in which they, they the only way to feel safe and certain is to be hyper vigilant and prepare themselves for the worst mm. so they're always mentally rehearsing i have a friend of mine who's a six and he, he likes to say that he, he suffers from pre-traumatic stress disorder that might be me too <laughs> kim is is an ambigrammer she's Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good point. So remember, actually, and people don't realize this, and it's so important. You actually contain all nine types. So you will have characteristic features of all nine types. Mm-hmm. The, the difference is, it's just one type that sounds more like you than all the others. Mm-hmm. Right. But you will have features and traits of all nine types. Mm-hmm. Wow. It just got very dark in here suddenly. Oh, see, very that's strange. a type four thing to say. It's OK. We're going to be fine. Ian. Um, <laughs> Maybe I need to pass my hand in can, front of the camera and yeah. get it to be lighter. Can, can I ask a, just a, another question? You just said something I thought pretty enlightening that really what what makes you a dominant trait of one number or the other is how you like just sort of one that sounds more like you. Then why do we take a test and then they tell us what we are? Why can't we just tell you what we are? Because if we did, I would be like, no, I'm not a one. I would reject every, I would reject everything about who I actually am. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying, there, I mean, there is, it's not like you're going to get the Enneagram that you want. No, usually when you discover your type, it feels very, you feel a little bit uh, existentially queasy. Yeah. You know, there's this feeling like, oh, that really kind of feels like it read my mail. I don't like that. Right. Right. Because here's the thing. I'm describing the the types not in their sort of healthiest place. You know, right. when you're when you're in a good story, when you're living in the right story, when, when you're healthy in your personality, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. Right. So. 
you know, I, I would also say that uh, lots of people learn the Enneagram by reading a book like The Road Back to You, uh, like reading my new book, The Story of You. Um, you know, I have video courses if you're not a reader, right? An eight hour course called Discovering You. So there's lots of ways to learn your type, but only you, by the way, can determine your type based on the information. So, Kim, you can't tell Penn early on in the, in the journey, oh, you're definitely a seven. That's something Penn has to own and vice versa, right? Because only Penn knows what his inner terrain really is like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though anyone so who's ever listened to me or talked to me has just been like, okay, Penn's a seven, move on. Like, I guess I'm just yeah. a flaming seven. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I think I think you might be. <laughs> well, and, okay. So moving on, I think you're on seven now, so you can yeah. describe our seven. Well, well, we already sort of did that, but I can yeah. do sort of a, a quick flyby. You know, uh, sevens are. Um, I, I would say that the self-limiting narrative of the seven arises from the unconscious belief that painful emotions and thoughts and situations must be avoided at all costs because they're afraid they're going to get stuck and there's going to be no one there to support them right? Mm -hmm. They're charming. They're intelligent. They're entertaining. They're future focused. Nobody is a better storyteller than a seven. They're adventurous, spontaneous, but they are so afraid of being trapped in negative feelings from which they can't escape. Mm. It's so like, and I've read a a gajillion things about Enneagrams and it's the last sentence that feels very new to me today. Mm. I'm, not that you haven't said it before, but just feeling trapped and negative. I've just never heard it written that way. And it's it's just right. It's so right. But it's a little bit mm. deeper than what I'm used to reading about these things. Yeah. All right. Right. So on. you got to read my new book. You got to read my new book, The Story of You. <laughs> like right? I said, yeah, I'm on page. So no, this was on like page 26, 27, somewhere. I can't remember. And I had to put the book down. Like when I read that mm. and I had to stop and like think on it a little bit. So, all right. That's yeah. seven. Eight. Eight. Eights, the challengers. My mom is an eight. Can I just tell you a quick story about my mom? When I when I when I put her in assisted living, it was right around the time that COVID was breaking out, and she still had her wits about her, you know. And as you know, it was blowing through care centers like crazy. It, it was responsible for half of the deaths in the United States in the first three months. It was at yes. those facilities. Yes, we're very well aware. So I said to my mother, who smoked Paul Malls for 75 years and only gave up when the geriatrician told her that she was going to blow up the oxygen tank if she kept lighting up cigarettes next to it. (laughs) Right. So I I said to my mom, I called her on the phone. I said, hey, mom, uh, have you been attacked by COVID yet? And she goes, it wouldn't dare. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not how I'm going to go. Yeah. That is pure eight energy, right? The the broken story of the eight centers around their belief that we live in this dog-eat-dog universe where the powerful dominate and take advantage of the innocent and the weak. And to survive, eights believe that they have to assert strength and power over people in the environment to mask vulnerability and weakness from themselves and others, right? So they can be aggressive, blunt, uh, assertive. We like to say that my mother could start an argument in an empty house. You know, I mean, she just is, she's got this larger than life uh, and at times combative presence. And, but, you know, uh, she's 93 now and I, she's done, she did some work and um, she learned to, to be more vulnerable later in life. 
you know, later in life. But I'll tell you, as a kid, she's the reason I had so much therapy. Moving on. <laughs> nine. Moving on. All right. We're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> right. So the, the peacemakers, I love peacemakers. I'm married to one. I have a daughter who's one. Their, their broken story centers around the unconscious belief that the world thinks their presence really doesn't matter that much. Right. Mm. So to avoid disconnection and to keep the peace, the inner peace, the outer peace, which is very important to them. They believe they got to go with the flow, avoid conflict, and merge with the preferences, viewpoints, and priorities of other people, right? Now, I could write 200 pages on all these types. Those are like three sentences for each one. So that's just a a flyby. Have you thought about doing a book on each type? You mean like like one book on nines, one book on ones, one? Yeah, and like it's an encyclopedia, and it's just got the number on the side instead of the letter. Yes, Mm-hmm. I have thought about, you know, like maybe writing nine 75 page books, you know, on, on each of the types, but there's a lot of other stuff going yeah. on right and, now. And, and, I know. And I'm I sorry. Think yeah, I didn't mean to throw that on you. So, well, that being said, so the row back to you, the way I kind of like picked out what pertained to me. And so the format of this book, I feel is like, I kind of need to know about his story. Like I just talk to me about the reading experience and how they're alike and how they're different. So it's, I think it's great to know your own type, but I think it's not enough mm-hmm. because, you know, we want people to have emotional wisdom and self-awareness. And so I want to know all nine types because I, I got a seven in my family. I got an eight. I got a nine. I, you know, I got a brother who's uh, a six. I got, I think in order to have real wisdom and empathy, we need to know what other people are like, not just us. Most importantly from this book, you're talking about, you know, self-limiting narratives and broken stories. How do you know if you have one that needs to get changed? And are those people, are are there people who you're like, you're good. This is a good story. I mean, I know that you said that when you're at your best, you're beautiful and you're glowing, but is, is there a good, uh, a good indication for those who haven't bought the book and may need it, that you need to change your story? Yeah. Well, I think at some point in life, we all need to have an evaluation and go, am I living in the right story? I mean, as a therapist, and and I've just heard so many people say to me, I just feel like I'm reading off a script that's not mine. Mm. You know that feeling? It's like, or, or they're like, why do I keep ending up making the same mistakes in relationships at work with friends? You know, um, uh, why do I have this sense of kind of malaise? Like, like, like I've sort of kind of just going through the routine of life and not on autopilot, but there's no joy. There's no excitement, you know? And when I start to hear that stuff, I'm like, is it possible that you're living in the wrong story? You know, I posed the question that was posed to me. And when I do that, I can't begin to tell you how many times people go, what did you just say? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, maybe you're stuck in the wrong story. It's time for a new one. And they go, I can do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can, you have complete, you're the narrator of your life story. So you have the power to change the story. Most people kind of resign themselves to the story. They're like, well, this is what happened. This is who I became as a result. And I'm just going to you know, run up, run this until I die. Right. And I'm like, don't do that. You do not have to do that. So I'm somebody who walks with anxiety and some depression and on the days where I'm like, okay, this can't be my story, to use your language there, the language I use is I'm going to pretend that I'm somebody who doesn't have anxiety. So I'm going to act like I'm going to do the things that people without anxiety do. And which means like, on certain days, you know, I had a bad day this week. So it was like, uh, people without anxiety, wake up and exercise, Um, they take a shower, and people without anxiety, um, work, 
and they they check their email and they write scripts and things I had to do. So I but I literally had to tell myself, repeat in my head, people without this is what people without anxiety do. But it seemed and I got through the day and it was fine and you know, the world kept turning. But for that day, it seemed like I was an actress. I was so it seemed a little in the wrong skin. It seemed a little false, but it's what I needed to do to get through the day and pick up my kids and make dinner. And I had to, I had to act. Does it ever feel more authentic? If I rewrite my story, if I get through all this, if I, does it ever feel like authentically, like, I mean, you've done it. You know what, Kim, I would say that that is so healthy what you did. I think that is, that is trying to become a new storied one, right? New Mm -hmm. storied. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, well, I'll give you a question. I had a friend of mine, uh, actually it was my sponsor. I was so anxious about a conversation I had to have that I was avoiding it. And I, I called him and I said, I, you know, I don't want to have this conversation. Maybe I don't need to have this conversation. Maybe it'll just go away. The problem, you know, whatever. And he asked me this question. I, I encourage you to use it. He said, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Mm. And I remember going, what? He said, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? I'd say, well, I would know that the right thing to do is make this call and have the conversation. And he goes, great, do that and call me back in an hour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I have used that sentence so many times, like, what would I do right now if I wasn't afraid? And, and inevitably, I, I end up doing the right thing. And that's what I hear that you did. What would I do right now uh, if I wasn't anxious? Well, I'd exercise. I would do this. I would do that. And I think that we can live into the new story. And maybe at first, it, it doesn't feel false. It just feels awkward. Right. It just it feels like I'm burning calories to do this, right? Too many calories. And, and, you know, eventually it becomes normative. Okay. And eventually it'll become easier. You just, so you just, Kim just asked a question and she described something. Ian just said, great job, Kim. What you're doing is a perfect example of living your story correctly. Do you think that Kim heard that compliment or do you think she's, um, (laughs) she's moved on to something else that's wrong or, I just like, I, I look, I love my wife. I don't know how well she accepts praise and is able to enjoy doing something correctly. Um, does that sound about right? Oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. okay. I, I just wanted to make sure I'm not misrepresenting I, I, you. I think no, no, no. I heard what he well. said was like, I followed the instructions <laughs> and I did a good job of following the instructions and I should continue to follow Oh my gosh, I think it's so much harder than that, though. I mean, you heard, like, I, I have a broken narrative. We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And you are so much better in touch with yourself. Like, you're you're getting an A-plus on this right now. <laughs> I just want to make sure you know that and that you're hearing that. I want to he make knows sure that I you love can a goal accept, like, and I love to, like, I love documentation of progress. But, like, so. sit in this moment and be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something right. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm feeling. Okay, good. Kim, do you, Kim, do you in your new story... My hope for you is that you realize that you're already good. There it is. No, I'm answering for it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can I ask what you're feeling right now? I just don't feel good. Hmm. I don't know why. I'm sorry. And you don't have to apologize. Like, like, we're both sitting here. 
sorry. wanting you to feel what you're feeling. And so please don't apologize. Yeah. Everybody who's listening and everyone who's watching wants you to get to this point, right? And he, I think he just asked the most important question. And I should probably stop talking. <laughs> no. Um, as a seven, I should shut up here. No, I'm fine. You know, it's very interesting, Penn, what you just said. And I'm really glad you had the self-awareness to realize I don't need to make her feeling go away for me to feel happy right now. Yeah. You have to like put on your own oxygen mask, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just, you know, if you could just sit and be present and not say, and, re, and what you were doing just then is called reframing, which is something all sevens do, which is like, how do I take this moment and turn it into something good? Instead of just saying, I can just stay here and be with Kim in this and not, not reframe it and make it into a positive, but just sit and be present to what she's feeling. Cause that's yeah. actually what she needs. Probably Kim, is that, is that right? Or yeah, I'm sorry, baby. I do usually try to do that. I do try to make her feel better. We are on a podcast. <laughs> so it may, may have been a little weird if it was just four minutes of this. Um, yeah. But God, if ever there was a time for me to shut up, <laughs> that was no, it. No. I love you, babe. I love you too, baby. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to reframe it. I'm just going to sit here. Mm. No, I'm going. No, I mean you're right. We are on a podcast, and so we do have to move on to other stuff. But yeah. but there was a. But can I just say that was such a beautiful moment, and it also that's going to help a lot of people with just transpired. They're going to listen to this, and they actually are getting a picture of the work involved in in choosing a new story for both of you. You know, part of the journey of the seven is I'm just going to be here for this. Stay, heal, stay, right? Mm -hmm. And Kim, part of the journey for you is getting in touch with your core goodness and that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to perfect others. You don't have to be the perfect daughter, the perfect daughter-in-law, the perfect wife, the perfect mom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're already good. That's the new story. And the book lays that out. Like it gives a vision of what is the new story for each of our types. And what just happened actually so excites me for people to read the book because I want them to get to the place you just got. I want it to, to say, I don't need to meet everybody's needs and exhaust myself forever and ever. I can be loved just for who I am. I don't, I, my, my value is not predicated on being someone who's always there for everybody, everybody else except me. That's the new story for the two. And I could go through all nine, yeah. but you get the idea. Yeah. No. And I need to um, not shout, what's wrong with you? You are good. Which I, you know what I did? <laughs> I have learned that. And I've learned that through, you I learned that mostly through the prism of dealing with someone with anxiety. I don't know that if mm -hmm. I, if I'm thinking about it through the prism of the Enneagram and the personality type that she is, it's always been more about, okay, I'm, I'm picking up on some vibrations from her. This is time for me to just kind of sit here, but I've never thought about it this way about letting her kind of come to her own conclusions without me constantly being her cheerleader. That's, that's good. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. But by being just present is being something of a cheerleader, right. but it's also being a legitimate impact. I mean, if that's, yeah, just yeah. it has so much power. And by the way, Kim, just so you know, and Penn, you know, sevens have a tremendous amount of anxiety. They just experience it differently. Mm -hmm. If you really sit still too long, you're going to get anxiety. And the anxiety, part of the reason you do live so future oriented, so positively is really trying to skate 
uh, you know, ahead of the crack of anxiety right behind you. I have this, you know what I mean? I have this cartoon image of Penn. Anytime he is leaving and meeting with his parents or, or we encounter difficulties and he, it's like the road runner, like outrunning, like what, like he is literally trying to outrun the cloud of the dust cloud of emotion that's behind him. He's mm-hmm. like in it with a smile on his face and he's like, beep, beep, you know, and just outrunning it's, it. And it's, it is so, it is so Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. I know it's my second time doing this reference, but, um, it, it Thank you. And look, uh, Ian, I have had panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had them. They're much less um, intense and they're much less frequent than Kim's. But I was really glad when she was around to explain it to me. I've got a little bit of Ted Lasso in me um, in that sense where I think you, I guess Ted Lasso is probably a seven, isn't he? Have yeah, you seen Ted Lasso? And, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And by the way, can I just tell you something kind of fun and cool? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was recently invited to a screenwriting class at a university. Oh, fun. And yeah. And um, what I did was go through Parks and Rec because oh, all, so awesome. every oh, single there. type, every, all nine yeah. types are represented in the main character. Oh, I got to do this now. This is, I got to do this now. This is so much fun. Okay, so what's Leslie know? She's this, uh, well, gosh, I no, don't know. No, let Ian, let Ian. Yeah, go, I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah. Well, you don't have to give us all the Leslie, characters, but she's- the, I can, really quick. Yeah, yeah. Leslie, Leslie Nope is a one. Oh, she's I a feel, she is, yeah. I, I, she's Kim. That's, that's me, yeah. Minus the binders, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the two uh, on the show is, um, oh gosh. Is it Jerry? The nurse, what was her name? Oh, yeah, oh Ann. Ann Perkins, Ann, Ann Perkins. Yeah. Ann Perkins is, is a two. The three is the guy Tom who's Haverford. always starting new- yeah, the, the new no, the new businesses and he's doing all this stuff all the time. It's Tom Haverford. Yep. Yeah. yeah, four is four is the is uh, the other guy's girlfriend becomes his wife. Remember Isn't she, it Adam she, Scott? It's Adam Scott. It's Leslie's husband. No, uh, no? no, Chris no, Pratt. Uh, the, no, Amy, isn't it Amy? The one that is, the, she majored in, in Halloween studies in college. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, April yeah. Ludgate. April, Ludgate, yeah. April, yeah. April, right. Oh, that's it's April. Uh, you're going to find this uh, surprising, but uh, I'm forgetting all these characters' names. But Ron, is it Ron? Ron Swanson. Yeah. He's a five. five. He's yeah, the five. That makes sense. Detached and private, analytical. That's, yeah. that's right. Good. The six is Leslie's uh, boyfriend. Adam, yeah. Um, ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Ben Wyatt. The the seven is obviously Chris. It's got to be Chris Trainer. Yeah. But also the other character is the guy that goes out with Amy. And uh, oh, Chris Pratt. It's um, Andy, Andy Dwyer. Chris. Yeah. Andy yes. Dwyer. That's a seven too. Yeah. Uh, oh. The eight is the uh, African American secretary. Oh, Adana. Yep. And the nine is Jerry. Oh, Jerry. I was just hoping we could find Jerry, a spot for Jerry. I'm glad we found a spot for Jerry. So Holy if, cow. If you've seen Parks and Rec, you're welcome for the last two minutes. If not, you should go watch it. it yeah. is, it's, oh, it's, you absolutely have to watch it. It is my, um, so um, just as somebody, uh, I, may, I think this is an a attribute of somebody with anxiety is that I only want to watch things I've o- already watched and I know exactly how they end. And so like that radio, is, you listen to it like radio my, at night. That's my comfort TV yeah. is a show like that. Like if it's not that, it's something like that. I, so I'm the last person to watch a new show. Even Ted Lasso took me a minute to get into. I of course love it. It's one of my favorites because I just needed to like make sure that it was safe. <laughs> I'm well, a ball you know of what? fun. Yeah. Ones often have a hard time with shows like The Office. It un- the uncomfortable humor it makes me very Curb uncomfortable. Your enthusiasm. I don't. I don't yes. find. Oh. Yeah, I don't. F- 
find it comfortable watching people get uncomfortable. Like I get, I don't mm-hmm. like the type of comedy where people get embarrassed. I get embarrassed for them. Like I have like this empathy of people that are like those clips on online of people tripping and falling. I'm like, Ugh, like it makes me cringe. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you. Ian. Send us the bill. Uh, just send us the bill. Yeah. And again, uh, his new book is titled The Story of You. It's a practical guide to rethinking your story and using the Enneagram to change it. And where else can people find you and find information about you? Well, well, obviously, uh, The Story of You, they can get on Amazon. They can walk into Barnes & Noble. They can go anywhere and get it. Um, they can go to my website, Ian Morgan Cron. And that's, I have to spell it because it's a weird name. I-A-N-M-O-R-G-A-N-C-R-O-N.com. And they learn about my courses. They can learn about, you know, all the different stuff that I'm doing and have available and also they can, you know, find me on all the social channels at Ian Morgan Cron. And your so, podcast. And my, thank you. And my podcast, Typology, which I think we just celebrated something like 20 million downloads recently Whoa. or it something is, like that. It is such a great million, podcast. Something like that. Yeah. And um, I will say that just, and I never say this, so don't think I'm blowing smoke. I love hanging out with you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Same. Can we just set this up weekly? I just really feel like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why don't we just do that? That would make my <laughs> job so much easier. If he we has just... a podcast. No, so we we'll just on... merge them. <laughs> let's just merge them. <laughs> we'll just merge podcasts. Let's just um, merge podcasts. Or let's do a podcast on Parks and Rec and just uh, talk about that for an hour. Um, like how, like go episode by episode with Ian and let him break down everything that's going um, on. That, that would be the podcast that people didn't know they needed right there. This has been, we were so excited that you would be on our podcast and on your, I have to say, if you listen it was hard for me to re-listen to the when we were on your podcast because of all of the discoveries I was making in real time about myself. But I know a lot of people who did listen to it and who are followers of your podcast and then they reached out to us. So um, thank you for having us on. Hmm. Well, and thank you for letting people know about the story of you. I hope it I hope it goes out into the world and and really does change a few lives here and there. I really think it will. I mean, even just today's conversation. Yeah, we're both going to need good. a couple hours to get over this. I, I know. I had plans on being really productive for the rest of the it's day. It's not going to happen. I just... Uh, no, well, honestly, I bet you we're going to feel energized after this. I think like anytime you... Uh, look, here I go being a seven again. I think that like when you make a discovery like this, it may not happen immediately, but you're going to have more energy somewhere. Feeling things is exhausting. I know. I, right now it is. I get it. But... You know, he Stuart Smalley'd you a little bit. He, he, you're good enough. You're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. That's Here true. I am. I'm screwing this up again by talking about it. Can we just hit stop? No, okay. don't hit stop. Okay. Anyway, thank you, thank you, and thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful to people. I hope it wasn't so much about us that it wasn't helpful for other people. Go get this book. And- Spoiler alert: Our podcasts are always about us. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Thank you, Ian. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of that. I know we both did. Again, part one, if you want to just kind of scroll back, part one was really impactful as well, I felt. And he has, he just just definitely has a way through Enneagram of asking the right questions. And uh, it's fascinating to me. And I definitely want to learn more about it. Right, And I'll say this. I've been telling you for 17 years now how great you are. 
and how, how, how good of a person you are and how successful you are. But there is this thing in the marriage where like when the husband says something, you don't always hear it. It happens both ways. Like you'll tell me something and I won't listen to it. And then someone else will say something and you'll say, Oh, thanks. And I, I, sometimes I get upset about that. I'm like, why didn't you hear it when I said it? Well, guess what? I didn't say it as well as Ian did. He said it so perfectly that you are good enough. You're, 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 you're better than you think you are. And I don't know that I've never been able to frame it the right way. And I hope you heard what he said. And I hope that you can absorb that and let that be a part of you, that you are good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like you. It's very Stuart Smalley reference. I'm going to work on it. It is definitely something for somebody who doesn't struggle with this. You're like, well, why? Of course you're fine. You're doing great. You're doing a great job. But all uh, the lenses that I wear just see things that need to be improved. And that's just the way I'm built, just like you are the way you are. And it's just something I need to rewrite in my story and I'm working on it. Anyway, thank you for listening. We will have a new Amazing Race recap episode this Thursday. Lots happening, lots to cover in that. And if you have a suggestion for guests or podcast topics, just hit us up on Instagram. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.